0: You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Here's Pastor Shad Purcell. So let's work on our languages today. We're talking about love languages. So I'm curious, so we got any, any bilingual folks here? Maybe you speak fluently another language other than English. I'm still working on English, you know. Cool, got a couple. Anybody speak five languages? I'm curious, we got a, that genius mind in here? No? You go to one of those other churches of smart people? Okay. <laughs> Well, brilliant people in here, but we're, we're going to work on our love languages. Got this really cool book. This was written almost 40 years ago. So Dr. Gary Chapman, cool bro. I had lunch with him. You wouldn't ever imagine that he's been like this crazy, you know, worldwide dude. He's got a pastor's heart. He's a pastor. Uh, so he came up with phenomenal, simple things. So I'm not going to teach anything greatly profound today. So if you wanted to come to church today going, hey, just confuse me. Because then I don't have to do anything about what I didn't learn because I was confused. This is like straight up, simple, applicable, just got to do it. So we're going to be obedient with what we learned today. So this book's been translated 34 languages, tons of spinoff editions. Like I just finished this week reading the the... Uh, five love languages for men. There's a version for kids. There's an edition for teenagers. There's one for singles. We have some of those for sale over in the coffee shop, as well as this one for only seven bucks today. There's even an edition for military couples and families. So that's really good. I think there's a Star Wars edition coming out soon. Just like, rolling crazy on the five love languages. So. Uh, I want to give this one today to a couple, a married couple, but I need them to help me with a little demonstration, and I, I need her to be able to at least say the, uh, the phrase, I love you, in Espanol. So do I have that couple willing to come here, here make a fool of themselves, and she speaks like, that's y'all, come on up, come on up, this will be great. <laughs> like, hey, hey, free book, I'm down. So you guys come on up here. So this will be yours. All right, yeah, I didn't volunteer for this. Uh, that's what I heard but you have a phenomenal beard so that's worth, okay so what's your name Carlos Carlos and your name is De I can't even try to say that with my redneck accent. so we tell them your name Deanna Delia. okay De there's a lot of syllables in that yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not getting all of them it's okay Okay. now <laughs> we're gonna work on it. we're gonna do something real fast I want can you can, are y'all married mm-hmm. how long have you all been married Almost two years. Woo! Okay, so, tell Carlos <laughs> in Espanol that you love him. with the microphone? Te amo. Oh, yeah. No no, <laughs> no, microphone over here. Now, in English, I want you to say the same thing back to her. Just tell, tell her that you love her. Like, in English? Yeah, in English. <laughs> I love you. Oh, like, it's kind of a question, but your voice is so soothing, I believed it. Okay, now, now pass the microphone back. Now, we're going to pretend like there's a language barrier here right now. Something's being lost in translation. So you're going to repeat te amo with a little more power. Te amo. A little bit more than that. Te amo. Okay, just trying to clarify. Now, now back over to you in English. In English, just, okay, like I didn't quite hear her, but I want her to hear me. Tell her that you love her a little bit louder now. I love you. Okay, okay, back one more time. (laughs) I don't care if we learn anything. I've had a blast today. The food trucks are outside. Okay, okay. One more time. Like, you really want him to hear this now. You might need to add some adjectives or something into the, just go ahead. Te amo, mi amor. Oh, with a sassy hand on her hip. A mi amor in there. Okay, okay. One more time. Here's your chance to communicate it. A little bit louder. Okay. I love you. I love you. Okay, that was so, so clear. Okay, now, now our, our bro Carlos needs some help, right? So if he, if he learns some Espanol, you right, something's being lost. There's like a wall right here, language barrier, lost in translation. So could we teach him some Espanol? He needs it, but how would he say, I love you in the language that she will understand? Damn, Damn okay, so let's try this one more time. Go ahead and go in Espanol now and see if we can break down the barrier. I, I don't know Spanish. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, Deamo. amo. Oh, see, now Now there's clear communication. By the power vested in me, by the authority of God, I now pronounce you as husband and wife. You can kiss your brother. like now, this is good. Now, give, give him a book. Y'all give him a hand. Can take that? You got it? You guys are awesome. Thank you. Now we see when there's there's like something's being lost in translation, they're saying the exact same thing to each other. They're communicating, I. Love you. I have these romantic, deep feelings for you. But if we're not saying it in the same language, there's just something lost there. Okay, right now, great example, good demonstration. But I think this is so full of information if we can learn and recognize in our own lives. Even speaking the same language, we speak different languages of love. That's why the book is written, it's called the Five Love Languages. I want us to be sure today that nothing gets lost in translation. So, if you've been looking for love. Today's your day, City Church. We're talking about love. We're talking about the five ways. As best as I can understand, love is communicated in five different ways. That's why we gave each of you when you came in get one of these little cards. Do not lose this. Hang on to this. It's got your homework on it. I'd love for you all to go home today. Go to the fivelovelanguages.com. There's a little quiz on there, right? We take stupid little quizzes about everything, like which Harry Potter character are you and which super, like all those. Spend a few moments. Just go fivelovelanguages.com. Seven or 10 minutes just answering some questions. We'll show you which of these you speak most fluently so you know how to speak that love most fluently to the one that you love. Okay, cool. So as best as we understand, there's five love languages. Okay, so we got words of affirmation. We got. Oh, can I have that back, please? Okay. Hey, confession. This is a prop. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point. Okay, I promise. The point there is like, I started to go with the list and half of the room tuned out, going food truck, food truck, food truck. He's working the list, I'm not gonna learn anything. Just tell me a good story so we can pray and get out of here. But some of us really like lists and some of you like, okay, I want you to listen and attack this lesson with the fervor and panic you just had. You are like, not the MacBook! I'm so glad you didn't try to catch it. Like He's going to cut his head if he tries to catch that when it falls. No, not the MacBook. Same thing right now. Not the marriages. Ah, Save them. Catch them. Because many of our marriages are being wrecked by the fact that we don't communicate love to each other in the same way that, that, that the person we love hears it the best, the most fluently. So here's our love languages. Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch. As best as we know, that's really they all fall in those five categories. One person asked me one time, "Is um like leave me alone a love language?" Because I speak that one pretty well. I just want him to leave me alone. I'm going. I don't think it works that way because we're better together. Yeah, you guys have been listening in this series, this tribal language. We are truly better together. So, quick story. This is a true story. There's a guy came to reengage our our, our marriage program. And he's, he's a military guy. He's very organized, very sharp. He wins yard of the month like every month. His yard is meticulous. No weeds, perfectly you know, manicured lawn. It's beautiful. His marriage, though, on the other hand, is kind of ugly right now because he's trying to say, I love you by acts of service. His wife, on the other hand, is inside looking at him out the window going, I just wish he would spend some time with me. What do you think her love language is? It's quality time. So when they came to re-engage and they understood, finally going, I've been trying to say I love you all. Look at our lawn. And she's like, I don't care. Grow a weed. Spend some time with me. And and when they figure that out, they've got a beautiful, beautiful marriage. Now, I love to see what God's doing in their life. So together, we're going to look at the love languages today. And I want to look about three things in each one of them. First off, when it's good, and then when it's wrong. And when I speak about wrong, these are a lot of these are from, from my personal applications. I've been wrong before, so I know what it means to get it right now. Um, and then and then also like why it all matters. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. Cool, let's go then. So words of affirmation. When it's good, words of affirmation sound like um, I am proud of you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be married to you. Wild thing, I think I love you. you know, like, these are words of affirmation. Some of the most important words of affirmation you could ever speak are the words, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? So much so that the author Gary Thomas that wrote The Five Love Languages, he wrote a, a follow-up book called The Five Languages of Apology. So that's super important. Um, Mark Twain once said, I can live for two months on a good compliment. And we wanna get creative with our words of affirmation, get creative with our compliments. We speak them sometimes we write them down in little love notes. My wife and I have a really cool notebook we've been trading back and forth for a few years now. Uh, I'll write a few you know, words of affirmation in it or sometimes a poem or just something creative and I'll, I'll put the notebook on her pillow. So she knows when she gets to her pillow that night that I've, I've written in, in her notebook and it's her turn to write back a note to me and she'll put it on top of my sock drawer. And just a really cute way to have those words of affirmation going back and forth and back and forth, and our young sons are picking it up. They're learning it. My eight-year-old son left a gem of a note on his mama's pillow the other day. He wrote, he wrote this on a little note. He said, your name, or every word has a meaning. Your name means every part of my heart. <laughs> Aw, is the sound of words of affirmation done right. Someone after, there was a man after the last service, he goes, hey, can I hire your son to write some of them notes? You know? <laughs> Words of affirmation. Now, when it's gone wrong, words of affirmation become like words of naggravation. Like, I don't want to be nagged. I, I don't want to ever be criticized in ways that don't have a helpful thing. Sarcasm can take words of affirmation and turn them into something ugly, an ugly tone, rolling of the eyes, or even just no words at all. Like, we just don't talk at all anymore. Words are just absent. Absent. Like name calling is also when it goes really wrong because sticks and stones may break my bones. But for those of us that speak and need to have words of affirmation, like I'd rather you break my bones. Come on, that can heal. Don't call me a name. That's going to haunt me in the head for like ages. So we got to be careful with what we speak. And here's why it matters. It matters because God, our God in heaven, is really big on words. He gave us This collection of of wisdoms and poems and and, uh, letters called called the Bible, we call it God's Word, His Word to us. And God's Word is not prude or shy when it comes to talking about red-hot monogamous love between a husband and a wife. There's even one whole book in the Bible dedicated to the letters of King Solomon, and he's writing back and forth to his wife these words of affirmation. It starts off like this. I'll I'll read a quick little little bit of it. In Song of Solomon chapter one, verse one, she says, oh, that he would kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Exclamation point. She's just starting off hot. (laughs) For your love is more delightful than wine. The fragrance of your cologne is intoxicating. Your name is cologne poured out. No wonder young women adore you. Take me With you, let us hurry, oh, that the king would bring me to his chambers. You put that to a slow jam beat, I mean, you got a hit right now. That's a song. That's smooth. Those are words of affirmation. How many men, like, if I got a note like that, I would do those dishes right now, I'm telling you, i get on it. Now, that leads us to the next one, acts of service. Sometimes, like, hey, you can tell me, I need to hear you tell me, but could you show me? I need more than words, action that speaks louder than words, acts of service. If acts of service is like one of your top love languages, what do you want to come home to? A clean house. There was no hesitation there because she didn't hear it. She was sitting right next to you. She said, clean house. You know, no dishes in the sink. Um, I have a friend, one of our re-engaged facilitators, his name is Vince. Uh, he'll, he'll take out the vacuum cleaner and not even plug it in. He'll just make the lines in the carpet. like Just... <laughs> Because he knows that his, his bride, Tiana, she works hard. She's a waitress. She wants to see, the, you know, a clean house. So even if, it's just hilarious. So score that one away for you guys. Hey, my wife, now that, now that it's getting cold again, my wife hates the cold. She's a tiny little woman. She shivers like a chihuahua. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> she hates getting into a cold bed. So I learned a trick here. Um, and, and I, I get ready for bed way earlier than her. I think it's a typical a man thing. Like, I don't know what women are doing so long that it takes them 30 minutes to even get ready to get ready to get ready to be, for bed. So... <laughs> In that time, I, when I hear the last, you know, like the teeth being brushed, and oh, she's about to get in bed, I plug in the iron. Men, an iron is this, this great technology thing that, that someone built um, to do something. I don't know what it's for because I've never ironed a shirt before, but it makes beds hot. So I'll plug it in, and I'll iron her sheets right before she gets in them. And then she, cro- oh, like you're it works. Women, listen. So I'll, and then I'll fold back the sheets and roll her in there, and then I'll, like, vacuum seal her in there with the iron. And she loves it. It's an act of service for her. So score that one way. It's getting cold again. (laughs) Acts of service. They speak louder than words sometimes. So, and since I speak words of affirmation so so well, I want to hear words of affirmation, but my wife is like, okay, thank you for the... First 12 times you told me I'm pretty, um, could you do a dish? So i like, okay, I need to know. We speak love differently. I'm fluent in words of affirmation. She's fluent in acts of service, so I need to, I need to learn to serve her. And she's been phenomenal in learning how to, to speak to me and what I need to hear. So also this is helpful. It, fellas, I think especially maybe women, it's good to ask the question, how can I help you? Because we can get overly ambitious and go try to do some great thing and realize, whoa, I totally missed it. You know, she didn't want a vegetable garden, she just wanted me to do the dishes. Um, so ask, how can I help you? If i got this amount of time, what's the best way I could do to help serve you? Now, when it's wrong, it sounds like, man, I've forgotten promises. Or it sounds like, dude, you're just on your own. You take care of yourself, I'll take care of myself. That's a roommates, right? None of us got into holy matrimony with this great, grandiose goal of, hey, let's just get some tape and draw a line in the middle of the room. And you take care of your side, take care of my side. That's when it goes really, really wrong when we're not speaking love through acts of service together. And here's why it matters. It matters because think of Christ washing his disciples' feet, There's a story we know in scripture before Christ was betrayed, before he went to the cross for us, he had a beautiful, intimate moment doing one of the most degrading jobs anyone could ever do, right? In in New Testament time, with dirt roads full of animal droppings, when people walked in sandals, your feet stank. And so he took on the job of a servant. He wrapped a towel around himself with a basin. He took his disciples' feet and he washed them. So Christ was about acts of service, and if we're following him as our ultimate role model and what this looks like to love each other, we follow Christ. That's why it matters. Let's talk about receiving gifts. When it's good, there's little small gifts like, you know, hey, I was was checking out at HEB, and I saw your favorite chocolate bar, so I got you, you know, here, here you go, sweets. Um, Or it could be even grandiose things like, hey, check out the driveway, Tacoma, that's yours, you know. Big, small, just make sure it's thoughtful, right? It's the thought that counts. Like my sons, they don't have money, but when they see a flower, they pick that flower for their mama. It's the thought that counts. So it's celebrating special events together, all these things. These are these are so important. That means I'm thinking of you. I want to communicate my love to you in tangible ways. something I did for you because you were on my mind. Now when it's wrong, when it's wrong, it becomes things like we forget special events, like anniversaries, that's why we need the man's later, or giving the wrong gift. Any woman ever received, like, household cleaning appliances for a, a wedding anniversary? A vacuum is not a gift unless she asked for it. Right, so giving the wrong gift communicates a ton. Of, like, dude, you just, you don't know me. And then it hurts, going, you don't know me. So, or giving a gift, but then you expect something in return. Well, that's not a gift. Now that's just trading services. And here's why it matters. Receiving, giving gifts matters because God is a giver, right? So God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He gave his son for us. In Ephesians 5.25, it talks about how that son also gave to us. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. And that, that her is us. That's us. We're the bride of Christ. He gave his life for us. So husbands, we're called to cherish and run after and and take those words to heart. We give. I think we're never more like Christ than when we give. So that's why that one's important. Quality time. Let's talk about quality time a little bit. When it's good, it's good. Yeah. Tribes eat so we've got food trucks out here today. Quality time, I think, is, is like a really good meal often, and we know how to have those really good meals. Turn the stinking cell phone off. Look eye to eye. Let's, let's embrace each other. Let's talk together. Since we've got the food trucks here today, too, I want to send a couple of gifts out to a couple of folks who can enjoy some quality time. Uh, compliments of some of our food trucks. First off, this one's coming from Amore Pizza, the red truck over there. Um, The owner of that one's been married, I think, something like 27 years or more. Jeannie, if you're here, you can correct me if I'm wrong. And he wanted to give a coupon to the couple married the longest in here because his parents had been married 60 plus years. And we just celebrate that like crazy. That's beautiful. We want that. So um, got anybody in here been married uh, 45 years or more? Got that couple in here in the back there? Is Is that the one? Cool, well, y'all, I'll give this to you. I can't get off the stage because if I do, feedback will happen and, and, and y'all will all go, ah. So um, we'll, we'll get to hear how many years they're married when we get to see them. But I'm thankful that you're a part of our city church downtown. Like we all want to, we want to reverse engineer our marriages. So when we're done here, I want y'all to go find this couple and ask them, hey, how have you done it? What worked? And then, so, so how, how many years y'all been married? 46, Forty-six. give them a hand. Yes. Thank you. I'll go share a pizza. And I want to also celebrate the newliest weds in here. So this one's coming from the caliente grill outside right there. So got any couple like married six months or less? Right, right here, right here in the front. Oh, Stormy! Ah, you guys. Yeah, Doug, this is your wedding. Stormy and Devin. Can I give that to y'all? Y'all can go enjoy some some caliente pizza. I mean caliente grill. Oh, I love it. So quality time, we're, like, we're turning off the screens, we're, we're having intimate conversation, we're looking eye to eye, we're sitting knee to knee, we're making memories together, the kind of memories that later on you're going to put on Facebook, right, so the whole world can just be jealous of what's going on in your life. Now, as I speak about social media, I do not believe any quality time has maybe ever happened via social media. Um... Because this is just, it's just like, you know, this is not true interaction like we're having right now when we're going to share a meal together. Or social media can get in the way of true quality time when we're just so focused, even addicted. And I've come out of the social media addiction to a certain degree. And this is a sad, true story. I was playing with my boys and I wanted to capture the moment with the, you know, a little selfie. So I've got my boys, we got a new dog, Raj, a big yellow lab we adopted. And like trying to get all my squirrely boys and my dog together so we can get a good picture so I can tell the whole world how much fun we're having. Now, After we took the picture, I spent the next 20 minutes looking at what everyone else was doing on Facebook while my boys are going, dad, 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 which I never hear dad on the first dad. I hear three dads because it takes me three to end, you know, to to, what? So my boys know my name is dad, dad, dad. So after the third dad, they're going, won't you play with us? And I'm going, I can't play with you. I'm too busy tweeting to the world to let them know that I'm playing with you. Okay, I just failed as a father. So that's when it goes wrong, when we're not spending enough quality time together. We're trying to let the world know silly things. So when it's wrong, it's also like there's too much time away, or there's too much time between quality events. So there's also when there's too much hurry. So I want to encourage us all to ruthlessly eliminate all hurry from your life so we can spend more time together. And then why it matters? Why it matters is because we're better together. God created us for quality time together. Think about in the very beginning when God created Adam and Eve before the fall. There was just just fellowship. There was just no shame. And we think about in the day when Christ will come back and make everything right again. He describes this this time with a wedding feast. So we're going to share a beautiful, wonderful meal with God in his kingdom. He's the groom. We are his bride. That's quality time. That's why this matters on this side of eternity as well. And this leads us into talking about physical touch. The last of our five and physical touch, when it's good, I want you to think back to when you just started dating, right? And maybe you're walking along and your, your pinkies just grazed each other barely, but it's all that little tug with that little spark, it shivers all the way up your arm going, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and you would hold hands and then you would hug, but you would hug a lot longer than you hug anyone else, right? You just wouldn't want to let go because y'all felt like you fit so well. God created you for each other. And think about that first kiss. Okay, remember when you were a really good kisser? You're laughing going, yeah, you know, all we do is peck each other a little bit now. You know, like, hey, welcome home, honey. Mwah. No, no, no. Remember when you were a good kisser and your whole faces would just roll around a lot? Like, <laughs> don't forget the art of good kissing. God created our lips with, like, so many little nerve receptors. Just like, that. kiss your spouse like you did when you just started dating them. Like, if, if you haven't shaved, let the world know that you didn't shave because her chin is now red because it's like sandpaper on her, like... Don't forget the art of a beautiful, good kiss. God made us physical beings, right? And if physical touch, if physical touch is one of your top love languages, what do you want to come home to? Yeah, I would like a foot massage. Yeah, like I just want to wanna be held. I want to be touched. I want to like, drop all the bags, quit cooking dinner for a second. Let's just embrace each other. So if physical touch is one of your top ones, um, you need, you need to, to express that to your spouse. Going, hey, I just really need, this is, this is fluent in love to me. So I, I, I just need you, okay? Now, when it's wrong... When it's wrong, we can see things like abuse. We have one re-engaged facilitator couple. Uh, They're on their second marriage together. They're so stinking cute. They're like in each other's laps the whole time. They both have strong physical touch love language. But he says, in my first marriage, though, I'll show you my scars. He has scars on his back from where his first wife manipulated his number one love language and she would use it against him. She would beat him. So that's definitely when it's wrong. It's also wrong if you're seeking elsewhere. It's wrong if there's a neglect and to the neglect, I'll share a quick story. My wife and I were driving through Hondo, Texas. I think Hondo, Texas is the like, old truck capital of the world. There's more old trucks in Hondo, and I love it because old trucks are, are really beneficial for physical touch because they don't have bucket seats. They have a bench seat. Remember, Anybody have a truck with a bench seat? And so we're driving through Hondo. There's two old trucks right next to us at the stoplight. And the truck in front of us, it's an old Chevy bench seat. You can tell because there's a young couple driving it, and they're so close together. I think she's pushing in the clutch for him, I think she's overlapped legs. And right behind their truck, there's an old there's an old Ford, and it's got a bench seat too. And there's an old couple in there. And I, I like to come up with backstories for people when I'm just you know creating you know got kind of an imagination. So uh, I, I imagine that old couple's name was Hank and Willa Dean. So do y'all do this too? Do y'all make up backstories for people you see? So. Hank and Willa Dean, though, they're sitting about as far as you can get between each other. He's hanging out one side of the window on his truck, and she's way over here on the other side of her window. I I said "Winda" because I'm speaking redneck in the story. It comes out just naturally because it's in my blood. And I I just imagine Willa Dean looks over at Hank, and she goes, Look at that cute couple so close together. Hank, you remember when we used to sit like that? Why don't we sit like that anymore? I imagine Hank just sitting right there going, Well, Willa Dean, I never moved. I've been running... And I wish he'd come back, right? So if if there's a a neglect of physical touch, God made us as physical beings. This is why it matters. Think about in the beginning when God was creating the world, God would just say the word and there it was and it was good. But when God made the very first man, he took his time and he, he took some soil. And with the soil in his own hands, he made the very first man in his own image. He breathed breath of life into him and he became a living being. God took his time. He made us physical that way. He loves us that way. This is why it matters because what do we do in times of intense joy? Like the Spurs win a championship, you see a whole bunch of seven foot tall, sweaty men jumping and hugging each other. We want to be close to each other. What do we do in intense pain? Like a funeral, loss of a loved one. We, same thing, we get close to each other. We just want to, the, naturally, our bodies tell us I, we need to embrace, we need to be close. This is why it matters. It also matters because I believe Jesus was no germaphobe. He's spending time with with the sick and the the ill, and and he's spending time with kids. He's embracing them. And even before he went to the cross, when he shared a meal with his disciples, he took bread as a reminder to them, going, hey, when you eat this bread, every time I want you to remember me because this bread is symbolizing my body physically broken for you. So these are our love languages. Words of affirmation. Acts of service. Physical touch, quality time, receiving gifts. Now, when we speak of these and if you, you've already you know, said, hey, I know mine. And if you communicate that well to your spouse, all right, awesome, bonus points. It doesn't mean that you can neglect all the other ones. So husbands don't think you get it like, hey, I told her I loved her. Now I don't have to do the dishes because I told her. No, 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 you got to do all of them. But we're going we're gonna to major in the ones that speak most fluently to the ones that we love. These are the five love languages and this is what I want you to do. Know your love language, then know your spouse's love language. Know the languages of everyone in your family. When you go to the online, you cl- put, click here to discover your love language. You can even say if you're taking this, you, know, as, as you, you can have your kids take it. So there's love languages broken down for your kids to understand. I know that my sons, one is, one is quality time, and one of them is words of affirmation and gifts. So I know how to speak, because my sons are different. Even though they're growing up in the same house, their love languages are different. Now, if you take the quiz and you recognize that, that you and your spouse have completely different love languages, do not freak out. It does, deme- does not mean you're incompatible. It just means you've got to get fluent in speaking each other's languages, okay? I'll close with a quick story about a couple that came to re-engage, and I'm so happy that reengage is starting on this campus with Robin and Victoria. It's going to be phenomenal. A couple of years ago, a couple came into our re-engage, and they came in mad. Like She came in, she goes, hey, do I have to sit next to him at this thing? No joke. And he's like, I'm just so tired of hating her. And for the first four weeks, they sat on opposite sides of the room, polar opposite sides of the room. We came to find out that, that you know they didn't want to get divorced. They said, divorce is not an option, so we're just praying for death. And, <laughs> serious. and it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. But they didn't know each other's love languages either. Her love language was acts of service. His love language was words of affirmation. So he didn't realize that Two years ago, when he started to remodel the bathroom, but then stopped, like he started to speak a love language to her—words, like acts of service—he was doing something to serve her. He hit a snag; he got over his head. There was plumbing issues, so he just left the bathroom and kind of forgot about it. So every day, when she sees the bathroom she can't use, she's thinking he doesn't love me, and she would remind him daily, like clockwork. How about that bathroom? Every day she didn't say, I love you. Every day she didn't say, thank you. But every day she reminded him, hey, something's missing here. And all he heard was, I'm lazy. She doesn't love me because he's not hearing words of affirmation. So we challenged him at reengage. We go, hey, for six months, what if you intensely pursued each other by your love languages? What would happen? And he didn't fix the bathroom immediately, but he started doing the dishes. And she started saying thank you. And then finally, he finished the bathroom. And like now they have this beautiful, wonderful relationship together. They sit close together, and I love to see them sit close together. We saw them put their rings back on where they took their rings off before. It's a beautiful, beautiful marriage when they're together and they pray together. And prayer together for couples. I think we, we, we take for granted how beautiful, powerful it is when we pray together. Dr. Phil has some studies that say if a couple has a strong prayer life together, their chances of divorce are one in 10,000. I'm going, that's shocking. Because I believe in prayer, you really speak all five love languages at once if you're holding hands during prayer too. It's It's a gift. It's quality time. It's words of affirmation. It's an act of service together. So never neglect this prayer together. It speaks all the languages at once. So let's pray together now, okay? Father in heaven, we thank you that you love us, you pursue us so perfectly, so wonderfully and us. Let us never take for granted the power that is available to us when we recognize that you are so good, you love us so perfectly, and if we could love our, our spouses the way that you loved us, the world would take notice and see that there is something incredibly right and good and powerful in your church. So let our husbands pursue their wives like Christ pursued his bride, the church, Let us live out these love languages together until death do us part. Let us grow old together. And Father, we look forward to that wedding feast with you in eternity in your kingdom. So it's by your power, it's for your glory that we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.